Nicholas! Dalton, what is going on? Shit with these nominations. Dude, there are some wild ones this year. There's some wild ones, there's some fun ones, and we have all of them for you guys right here because the Movie Nights Roundtable starts now. Alright, so before we dive into this nomination craziness, I just want to read off some of the nominees of the categories we're not going to spend that much time on just because we didn't do a whole lot of research and we don't have a lot of information, but I do want to read the nominees because they deserve to have their name read, damn it. So uh, the nominees for Best Live Action Short are An Irish Goodbye, Uvalu, La Pupelle, which has Alfonso Cuaron attached to it, which I did not know, Night Ride, and The Red Suitcase. Next, I'm going to read the nominees for Best Documentary Short, The Elephant Whisperers, Haul Out, How Do You Measure a Year, The Martha Mitchell Effect, and Stranger at the Gate. Next, I'm going to do Animated Short. This is the one that broke, um, um, oh my gosh, what's his name? Resume. That person? Yes, this is one that broke Riz Ahmed, and it was great. This category. The Boy, the Mole, the Fox, and the Horse, the Flying Sailor, Ice Merchants, My Year of Dicks, and an Ostrich Told Me the World is Fake and I Think I Believe It. I want to watch all of those. <laughs> those all sound incredible. Also, yes. before you move on to the next one, mm -hmm. can I just say that I love Allison Williams? Ed. I thought it was hysterical, the introduction of two-time Academy Award nominee Riz Ahmed and star of Megan Alice Williams. Yes, dude. <laughs> that I was, was like, really funny. I was just like, wow, they can't even get her, uh, give her Get Out, which literally won an Oscar. Yeah, yeah. I know she didn't win it for acting or anything, but like. They could have said star of Oscar-winning move film Get Out. I'll tell you, it's someone you know? paid because she made a few Megan jokes throughout. That was just a marketing stunt if I've ever seen it. Oh, yeah. They're geniuses. <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, let's dive into Best Documentary Feature. Here are the nominees. All That Breathes, All the Beauty and the Bloodshed, Fire of Love, A House Made of Splinters, and Navalny. Um, the only one that I really knew about was Fire of Love, so I was glad to see that get a nomination. Uh, and I believe, if I'm not too mistaken here, uh, on my predictions, yes, I got three of the five in that category. Ooh. So we'll take it. Uh, you know, do you have anything uh, specific to add with the documentaries? No, uh, you know, I'm going to kind of do what I did last year, where now that the nominees are out, I'm going to try to run through them and see how close I can get to 100%ing the list. Yes. Um, but top of that list, actually, for a while, outside of the nomination, was Fire of Love, because it looks so good. So I am mm -hmm. excited for that one. And I feel like that one might be kind of a a front runner, just from online, just I've heard more people talk about that than the others. Yeah, it's the only documentary I've heard, like, get outside promotion other than in, like, the filmmaking circles. So we will see when it comes to that. Next, let's move on to Best in... Um, lost my words best animated feature we got 
Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, Marcel the Shell with Shoes On, Puts and Boost The Last Wish, Turning Red, and The Sea Beast. That is the one that uh, we did not predict, either of us. Very happy to see um, Puss and Boots get in there. I've heard it's great. I still need to see a lot of these films. Um, right now, I think the front runner is going to be Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, just because of who he is and you know all that he's done with the Academy with filmmaking. Uh, what are your thoughts on these nominees? Yeah, so I've seen uh, four of the five nominees here. The only one I haven't seen was The Sea Beast, and I totally forgot that that was a movie that came out this year. So I'm honestly shocked that it was was nominated off of that because I know like the bad guys was wildly popular minions rise of Gru almost made a billion dollars you know so I was shocked that something like that didn't sneak in there um I think the front runners Pinocchio personally uh but Puss in Boots is absolutely incredible um and I would recommend everyone to go see it and I think there's a chance I think it's a toss-up between those two but I think I give the edge to Pinocchio um Marcel the Shell with shoes on was very cute uh there's a lot of live action elements in it, though, which still confuses me about it being nominated for animated personally. Yeah, well, hey, I'm happy to see it get some love. Yeah. Uh, moving on to Best International Feature, All Quiet on the Western Front, which we're going to be talking about an awful lot today. Uh, Argentina, 1985, Close, EO, and The Quiet Girl. Um I'll be honest, really shocked, no decision to leave here. That movie completely fell off the radar, it seems. That was um, the one which, out of Korea, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, I think with that being left off the list, I think All Quiet, All Quiet on the Western Front is the obvious winner here. It's the only thing that's really nominated for other awards outside of this category. But um, it is a, you know, I'm going to try to get on these films if I can also. Uh, what are your thoughts on uh, this batch of nominees here? Yeah, definitely. Uh, the only one I'd heard of was All Quiet on the Western Front, um, and I heard a lot of it today. <laughs> uh, I, I was shocked, too, about uh, Decision to Leave. I'm curious now if if we lived in a world where RRR was eligible, would that be the clear winner given the acclaim that All Quiet took? Yeah, it's going to be one of those things where we'll just, we'll never know. But uh, RRR did was able to land one nomination later, which we'll get to, and I'm very happy about that because they're gonna they're gonna make a show out of that nomination. Uh, here we go. <laughs> oh, probably best visual effects. Um, All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar: The Way of Water, The Batman, Black Panther: Wakanda Forever, and Top Gun: Maverick. It it's Avatar. Yeah, why is it the way, the way of water? But I mean, hey, solid solid nominees. For all of these, you know. Why, um, why bother nominating? I mean, they could have just had James Cameron accept the award there. <laughs> or, you know, the, the VFX team. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. But yeah, that's, that's Avatar's happy, award. I was happy Batman snuck in there. Yeah, I'll be honest. If Avatar doesn't win that award, what an upset that would be. What an upset. I mean, I've seen um, four of the five, so unless All Quiet in the Western Front has something incredible going on. Mm-hmm. which is very yeah. possible but yeah true true uh let's move on to best noise best sound here all quiet on the western front avatar the way of water the batman elvis and top gun maverick those movies did have good sound <laughs> they, they did all sound very good 
Yeah, dude, as uh, soon as we, when we were doing our predictions and I didn't predict the Batman, I felt like an absolute moron just for the Batmobile scene alone, mm-hmm. you know? Do you think but that, like, um, sneak in with the edge there? It might. Um, I, I honestly, I think it, I see it going to, honestly, any of these. Any of these it could go to because All Quiet and... Elvis and Avatar and Top Gun have like more nominations. I think the Batman only has three. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the times when a movie gets a lot of nominations, but it's not going to win the higher categories, they'll give it a lot of the more technical awards, which we've seen happen before. So I wouldn't be surprised if this goes to All Quiet. Mm-hmm. But because that movie had nine nominations, but uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see either way. Now we're going to go on to best production design. Best production design here is going to cover All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar The Way of Water, Babylon, Babylon sneaking in with something, uh, Elvis and the Fablemans. Um, I mean, solid list. Uh, I was a bit surprised to know everything everywhere. I thought that would sneak in there a little bit. Um, maybe even Glass Onion, too, I was predicting. But, you know, I can't really complain about this list. Uh, What are your thoughts on production design? I was happy because I put Babylon in my predictions for it. (laughs) Um, And another one looking at it. Now, I didn't have the Fablemans on there. I didn't think of that one. Um, But the biggest, I think, one that I missed on that one was The Woman King, which also apparently the Mm. Academy missed. Yeah. Because there was so much hype and talk going into it, and it received zero nominations yeah nothing was shocking to me yeah yeah that was that was really surprising uh moving on to best original song we have applause from tell it like a woman hold my hand from top gun maverick lift me up from black panther wakanda forever not to not to from rrr and this is life from everything everywhere i'm really happy rrr got a got a nomination you know they're going to perform it live at the oscars and I hope I hope it wins. That would be that would be really fun. Looking at this, I didn't realize uh, who was involved in some of the um, the writings here. Like uh, for this is the life for everything ever all at once. Uh, David mm-hmm. Byrne is talking heads. Yeah, and looks like if Black Panther sneaks in there, Kugler and Ludwig Goretzen get uh mm-hmm. get some nominations too, which would be cool. But I think it's Natu Natu's. And I'm pumped about it. Yeah, yeah, that would be awesome. Uh, let's see here. Let's move on to best original score. Um, Volker Bertelman for All Quiet on the Western Front. Justin Horwich for Babylon, dude. That honestly, there's a lot of awards that made me extremely happy, but I was so happy that the Babylon score got nominated. <laughs> um, it's Justin Carter... Horwitz. I feel like that's a lock at this point. Yeah, yeah. Carter Burrell for the Banshees of Venus Sheeran. Sun Lux for everything everywhere all at once, and our boy Johnny Williams for the Fablemans, and his, I think it's his fifty third nomination. I think so, it's a it's around there. So fun fact about that: uh-huh. John Williams has officially beaten the record for most Oscar nominations with fifty three, uh, surpassing the previous record holder at fifty two. John Williams. <laughs> nice <laughs> the man's out awesome. here just be- beating himself yeah true um 
really, really excited about that. I'm pretty sure Batman score wasn't eligible, I think. Um, but yeah, that, that I think that was the, other than maybe the Black Panther score, which I didn't even really predict, but I thought maybe that had a chance of getting in. But, you know, it's a solid list. Really excited for all the nominees. Um, right now, I say early frontrunners are Babylon and honestly, maybe even everything everywhere. Because be cool. I mean, I haven't honestly, seen all quiet yet. So yeah, neither have I. But honestly, I think this year it's going to be everything everywhere versus Banshees, and I'm that is going to be that, that's going to be amazing. Uh, moving on to num- best, my number one two movies of the year. So same. So. I can't wait. Um, moving on to best makeup and hairstyling. All Quiet on the Western Front, The Batman, Black Panther Wakanda Forever, Elvis, and The Whale. Um, all solid nominees. Um, it is. Really, I really thought, great. I thought it was cool that they show like the specifics on some of the nominations. So like on The Batman, it said like for Penguin, and mm-hmm. unseen Arkham Prisoner, which is cool because that also adds another technically an award nomination for Colin Farrell and Barry Keoghan. Yeah, Kaya, you're um, right. Holy shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think, I mean, personally, I think the whale. Yeah, has it, I mean, I'm, the whale's I'm makeup gonna, was great. I'm still going to stew on these. We're going to do another video where we do our like official selections, right, for the game. Yeah. And it's going to be a bloodbath. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, moving on to best film editing. The Banshees of Venus Sheeran, Elvis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Tar, and Top Gun Maverick. Now, obviously that's a solid list, but amazingly, of all the movie, of all the ones that are all quiet on the Western Front didn't get, I really thought this would be the one that it would get, but instead they went with Tar. And I, you know, I can't be surprised, but here's what I want to throw at you. Historically, the the movie that ends up winning Best Picture is nominated for Best Editing. Only two times in the history of it happening, it hasn't happened, at least in like recent, like the past like 50 years. Mm-hmm. And it was with Birdman, which did not get an editing nomination because of um, it was, you know, seemed all seemingly done in one take. It had like little hidden edits. And the second time it happened was last year with Coda. Mm-hmm. So did that start a new trend? Well, we'll see that more often. And the winner will be a movie not on this list. Or do you think a movie on this list right here will be one of the winners? Do you think we got a Bohemian Rhapsody situation again? <laughs> Where Elvis is going to sneak in for editing? Yeah, I mean, honestly, it might. Baz Luhrmann, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I guess we'll have to see. I mean, I think that, like you said before, it really seems like it's going to be Banshees versus everything. And mm-hmm. both of those are nominated here. Yeah, I would but be surprised also, if, if Top Gun takes yeah. this award. For editing? Mm-hmm. Just as like a, a nod to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I interrupted you though. Sorry, what were you going to say? No, that was it. I, I, everything and Banshees are both on here. Yeah. Or, I mean, True. they're all nominated, I think. So 50% are on here. So it would rely on one of the other 10 or the yeah, other five. That's, 
That's true. And we do you know, do we really think one of the other 10 will be the one that walks away with it? It's going to be the question. Yeah. Uh, best costume design Babylon, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Elvis, everything all at once, and sneaking in there, Mrs. Harris goes to Paris. Good for that movie. I'm upset because <laughs> now I have to watch it. <laughs> Not that uh, not that I didn't want to see because I actually heard really great things about it. It's mm-hmm. just they couldn't have just lumped it in with something that I've seen, you know? <laughs> yeah, right. Oh yeah. But hey, you know, congratulations to those guys. Now here here's the nomination. Here is the category that I'm most shocked by, other than best actress, which we'll get to. I only predicted one of these nominations correct. One. Nicholas. And that is best cinematography. Oh, now I'm curious if you only got one. I got to find my list. Here are the nominees James Friend for All Quiet on the Western Front, Darius Kanju, it's Kanji, sorry if I said that wrong, Bardo, False Chronicles of a Handful of Truths, that's the new Alejandro Iñárritu movie, Mandy Walker for Elvis. Roger Deakins for Empire of Light and Florian Hoffmeister for Char. You're telling me Roger Deakins shot something and it got nominated for Best Cinematography? Right. Dude, that's the only one I predicted correct. That's the only one. Well, Bardo is... I think that's its only nomination. I was shocked. Just because yeah. I've heard great things and it's Alejandro in a, in a Ritu. Yeah. And look, um, here are movies that weren't nominated for Best Cinematography. I Babylon, did not get any of them. Babylon, Banshees, Avatar, and to me, the most criminal, The Batman. I thought that was one of the, arguably the best looking movie of the year. Crazy that none of those films got nominated. But hey, that's the thing with the Academy, baby. You never know. They're going to pick what they think is the best. And I'm not saying these movies don't look bad. They certainly look great, but, you know. But man. it. It'd be like that sometimes. Uh, moving on to... Wait, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say it's Scooby-Dooby-Doo. <laughs> Best original screenplay. The Banshees of Ian Sheeran. Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Banshees being written by Martin McDonough. Everything, Everywhere being written by the Daniels, Daniel Kwan and Daniel Stranhart. The Fablemans by Steven Spielberg and Tony Kushner. Tar, written by Todd Field, and coming back into the fray when we thought it dropped out, Triangle of Sadness, written by Ruben Osland. This is a solid fucking list of movies. And uh, I only got one of the nominations wrong. I put After Sun, which we'll talk about here in just a few minutes. But um, yeah, Triangle of Sadness, man, sneaking back in there. Really crazy to see. Um I'm really happy for all of the nominees, especially for Martin McDonough and Banshees and for everything everywhere. Um, This is surprising for the Triangle of Sadness nomination because I thought it would get writing, but not directing, directing, not writing. Maybe if it were to get nominated and spoiler alert, it ends up getting both. So what are your thoughts on these original screenplay nominations? I got four of the five right. Same. I I did not get Fablemans, but I have put in uh, Nope there mm-hmm. as a little Jordan Peele nod there. But um, I think it was cool to see Triangle Sadness. That's like, honestly, that and um, everything everywhere. All, not, ooh, 
uh, Triangle Sadness and All Quiet on the Western Front are kind of top of my list of what to watch next. Yeah, I've seen Triangle. Um, All Quiet is my number one. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, like you joked before we started recording, I unfortunately have to watch Blonde now. (laughs) But we'll get to that in a minute. Um, Moving on to Best Adapted Screenplay. This category, I'm not going to lie, this category made me quite happy. Um, I only got three correct, but the category made me happy. Um, All Quiet on the Western Front. Glass Onion and Knives Out Mystery, thank God. Uh, Living, Women Talking, which we were trying to figure out which one it would be nominated for and ended up being this one. Mm-hmm. And the one of the most surprising nominations, Top Gun Maverick for Adapted Screenplay. Look, we predicted Top Gun Maverick in a load of categories, just even some of the bigger ones. Plus this a lot one, of technical. Yeah, this one is huge. And listen, I love that Christopher McQuarrie's getting another nomination for this, but Euron Kruger is also getting one, and that's the guy who wrote Scream 3 and the Transformers movie, so I'm a bit conflicted on this. <laughs> but, um, listen, that is huge. You know what that shows me? That shows me there's real support for Top Gun Maverick to do really well in the award season. That's what that nomination really shows me. What what are your thoughts on these? It saved movies. (laughs) It it made so much money. It saved movie theaters. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, going back, I'm glad to see Woman Talking in there. We talked about, you know, where that would sneak in. Uh, Top Gun Maverick, never a bad thing for Christopher McQuarrie to get more recognition. Uh, Living, I really want to see, too. That one I've heard wonderful things about. Obviously, I love Glass Onion, and I'm glad Ryan Johnson is on the up and up. And yeah. that the internet has kind of rallied around him again. Yeah. Um, hey, he's he's two for two on getting nominated for Knives Out movies. Did he win the first one? Maybe he was nominated. He was nominated? Mm-hmm. Do you remember what won that year offhand? 2019. Oh, man. Origi- that was original screenplay. It was probably... <sighs> I should know. Green Book. Green Book won original screenplay. Right. Yep. Wait, 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 hold on. Didn't Green Book come out in 2018? Wouldn't it have been the 2020 Academy Awards? That's a good question. It would have been Parasite the next year. Parasite, that's what it was. That makes more sense. <laughs> yeah, because Knives Out came out in 2019, I think. Yeah, looking at it now, original screenplay was Parasite, Knives Out, Marriage Story, 1917, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Holy crap! What a tight race! (laughs) What a year! (laughs) Do you think he's got a shot at this year? Um, Maybe. I think he had a better shot than he did with Knives Out after hearing that fucking list. (laughs) But uh, honestly, if I had to predict it right now, I'd say it goes to women talking. Oh, God. Because I think they're going to give that movie some love. Because I've heard it's great. It just hasn't opened near us yet. Mm-hmm. And uh, no, I, I think, I think this, I think this category is going to be the one where they they give it to either women talking or living. I would love to see Glass Onion win, but I think that's what's going to end up happening. Yeah. Uh, okay, moving on to what I think is going to be my favorite category of the whole evening. Uh, I only got one wrong, and the one I got wrong surprised the shit out of me. 
best supporting actor brendan so, glee wait go ahead oh i was gonna say so real quick as we're moving into the acting things mm-hmm. so there's four major acting categories right which means mm-hmm. 20 nominees total yeah 16 of the 20 are first time nominees that is so awesome that is fantastic and i have a couple little things just as we get through the categories um yes yes nothing like crazy but just little facts here and there yes and please stop me when we get to them um best supporting actor nominations brendan gleason for the banshees of ina sheeran Mm -hmm. barry keown for the banshees of ina sheeran which i was so happy to see um kihu kwan everything everywhere all at once and they gave me a heart attack when they read the nominees because they read his last um (laughs) Brian Tyree Henry for Causeway, which I knew was going to happen. And I'm so happy I got that. And then the one, this was this was my category, Nick. This was my category to get all five. And then instead of Paul Dano, they went with Judd Hirsch from The Fablemans. And hey, he's in like six minutes of that movie, but they're an impactful as fuck six minutes. So I'm not upset about it, but I really thought they were going to give it to Paul Dano. Um, what 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 do you have to say about the supporting acronyms? Uh, they knew what they were doing when they announced Kihu Kwan the last. <laughs> did you hear the applause at the stream? Yeah, yeah. Um, the only one I did not get was um, I put Brad Pitt for Babylon because mm-hmm. I didn't think Paul Dano would have it, but I had all the other four. Uh, it made me very happy because again, Banshee's in this year was my favorite movie last year, and. Mm-hmm. I think Brendan Gleeson was deserving of the recognition. My favorite performance of the two supporting was Barry Keoghan. So I was very mm-hmm. happy that he was able to get it. Um, I'm really interested in Causeway. I think Brian Tyree Henry is a phenomenal actor. So I'm very excited to watch that now. And when we left, I saw uh, Fablemans. I even think I looked and I said, oh, Judd Hirsch is getting an Oscar nomination. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really, really cool to see. Moving on to Best Supporting Actress. This is also a pretty fucking awesome category. And I'm mad. I'm mad, Nick, because if I would have played it safe, I would have gotten all five right, but I decided to throw a wild card and predict Kiki Palmer. Didn't get it right. However, I love all of the nominations, and here they are. Angela Bassett for Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Hong Chow for The Whale. Carrie Condon, The Banshees of Ina Sheeran. Jamie Lee Curtis, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, and Stephanie Hsu for Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Nick, I got to say, for both of the categories I just read, Supporting Actor and Supporting Actress, any one of the people I named could win and I wouldn't be mad. Yeah. I think part of me just wants Kiki Kwan just out of like... Oh, oh, I I want that too. Yeah, I want that too. But if they named anyone else in that list, I couldn't fight about it. Like they were yeah, all completely valid. Yeah, and same thing for supporting. I think even more so for supporting actress. I I'm telling you right now, I have no idea who's going to win that. <laughs> I have no clue. So they were all so great. Angela Bassett has now become the first person in a Marvel movie to be nominated for an Academy Award, like for yes. a Marvel movie, not in. Obviously, they have had some mm-hmm. caliber actors in there before. Uh, I was very excited to see Hong Chao in there for The Whale. I thought she gave a great performance in that and also in The Menu. Yes. Um, Carrie Condon, fantastic in Banshees. And I love Jamie Lee Curtis with all my heart and will support everything she does everywhere all at once. 
as <laughs> Stephanie Sue got like a huge uptick swing in the last few weeks, and I was very mm-hmm. excited that it carried into the Academy Awards. I think she's more deserving of it than Jamie Lee, personally. So I was kind of like, uh, when all the praise started going to Jamie Lee Curtis, I was like, mm-hmm. did we watch Stephanie Sue? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. I'm glad that they gave it to both of them because I think they're both deserving. And I, I also, think. Go ahead. I was going to say, I also think it's cool that in the supporting categories, they've had two actors from two movies. Uh, I was just about to say Banshees. that. Yeah. Yeah, and because and normally when movies double up, it makes me upset because I'm like, really? You couldn't have gone to the other films and pulled? But like, honestly, these were the, these were the right choices for, like, yeah. for that situation. And uh, I'm really, really happy to see it. Um, moving on to best actor. Again, another four out of five for me. We got Austin Butler for Elvis, Colin Farrell, the Banshees of Inishirin, Brendan Fraser for the Whale, Paul Mescal for After Sun, and Bill Nye for Living. Damn, all solid five. list. You got all five. That's right. You did. Got all five. Got all five. That's right. And for supporting actors. Nice. Killer. Yeah, dude, listen. Obviously, Brendan uh, Fraser and Austin Butler are the two to beat right now, but dude, do not doubt Colin Farrell in this race. He is rising steadily. He is, but I've heard just this huge thing about Bill Nye and living Mm -hmm. in in the past few days. And I'm like, where did this? Like, they saved their push for the end, and they're like, Mm -hmm. we're going to get this fresh in people's mind. Also, I love Bill Nye, so I'm very happy to see his name up there. And Paul Mescal Gladiator 2 just got a lot more interesting. Dude, that guy's career is just all in like a span of two weeks, just fucking. That budget just went up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He just got a lot more expensive. They probably had to lock him down before he got expensive. Um, Moving on to Best Actress. Okay, Nick, this category is the most fucking crazy. Like, this category, because the Oscars does it every year. There's that category we were just like, what? I got three. I predicted three of these correctly. But still. Same here. This blows my mind for several reasons. Here are the nominations for Best Actress. We have Kate Planchett for Tar. Kate. We have <laughs> We have Michelle Yeoh for everything ever all at once. Those two are are the front runners. I think it's going to come down to a battle between them. But then you have Michelle Williams for the Fablements, who we I did predict would happen. Then you have Anna De Armas for Blonde. Which listen, the writing was on the wall. Nicholas, she got the SAG nomination, she got the Critics Choice nomination, but we were just kind of like, ah, it won't happen. She got the, the Razzie. <laughs> yeah, you know, and it's just it it happened, you know. And it's just like, okay. And listen, I am, I've actually spoken to some people who are, I've spoken to non-SAG actors and I've spoken to some SAG actors about her performance in that movie. And I'm, I'm just kind of like, what is the, you know, because I haven't watched it yet, so I can't really speak on it. But I was not shocked, not because Anna de Armas isn't talented, I think she's incredibly talented. But I was just so fast, because I heard just so many negative things about that movie. And I was like, hey, like, what is it about like Anna de Armas' performance that people are really, really loving? Again, no disrespect to Anna de Armas. I was just really curious after hearing so many negative things about the movie. Like, what is it about her performance that stands out? And the answer that I got is that it's just fearless. 
that it is just fully vulnerable and fearless. Mm-hmm. And the actors are going to recognize that. And that made perfect sense to me once that once I was told that. So it's cool to see. But then let's talk about the biggest surprise. This, what I'm about yeah. to say, is the biggest surprise of the whole thing. And that's Andrea Riseborough for Two Leslie. Out of nowhere. I haven't even heard of that movie. Completely nowhere. And here's what happened. So I looked into it. Apparently, this movie screened somewhere. I don't remember where. I think it was a festival. And Kate uh, Blanchett eventually saw it. But, like, you can look up the actresses. Like, a handful of very A-list actresses saw this movie. And they were blown away by Andrea Riseborough's performance. And they started a word-of-mouth Oscar campaign to get her nominated to have people watch the movie. And it fucking worked. That is crazy it's crazy but yeah good, good for, for her, her. Oh, yeah, yeah no i, good I, I for love her. her in uh birdman yeah oh yeah mm-hmm. amazing this is awesome awesome for her i i think it's a testament to you know looking at all of them i love them and with michelle yo she is um the first asian best actress nominee since uh, there was an actress named Merle Oberon, who was nominated in 1935. Wow. Which is wild that mm-hmm. that big of a gap exists. Yeah. Um, and I love Michelle Yeoh. I, this is a tight race. I haven't seen uh, Tar yet, but you said that it's a lock for Kate Blanchett. Dude, it's it's between her and Michelle yeah. Yeoh. Like, like when okay. you watch Tar, you're going to be like, oh my god, like with how uh, good she is. I'm also intrigued about it because like i said i want to watch all these performances so mm-hmm. i will be watching blonde and it's cool to see when you can see like the clear kind of shining star of the movie so like also this year taken for example the whale i thought the whale was very good but it wasn't anything incredible but brendan Fraser has been like from the start just like top of the list yeah um so to see that with like blonde and andrea riseborough and when you get one nominee in that large of a category two leslie is going to be watched by a bunch of people now yes it is yes and it Michelle is Williams for the fablemans was just a given which i disagree mm-hmm. with but you know it's fine yeah yeah that that, that was a very divisive <laughs> performance but hey you, you yeah. can't say it wasn't a risky one it, it took and... some swings and i'm excited to watch all four because i've only seen oh no three of these movies i still need to watch mm-hmm all right, we're going to go on to Best Director now. Martin McDonough for The Banshees of Anna Sheeran. The Daniels, Daniel Kwan and Daniel Streinhardt for, or Streinert, excuse me, for Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Steven Spielberg for The Fablemans. Todd Field for Tar. And again, coming out swinging, Ruben Oslin for Triangle of Sadness. I, I'm not going to lie, really thought that this is where Top Gun Maverick would be, um, awarded elsewhere other than but instead they went with screenplay which surprises me because i think the weakest part of that movie is the screenplay and that it's all direction and i really thought joseph kaczynski was going to end up on the list but hey these are five solid directors w- what are your takeaways from this steven spielberg got a directing nomination what, what? <laughs> um I think that it, uh, all of them are, are very solid choices. I mean, you said Tar, from what you've seen, was directed beautifully, and Tom T- Field studied under, um, who did you say? 
Kubrick. And, and, and honestly, to me, Tar, if you're asking me, wait, what is the best directed movie of the year? It was Tar. But do you think that that aside, because I think like even the best picture races, Banshees and everything, do you think that's going to bleed into um, the directing category? Or could you see one of the other three kind of taking it? Honestly, I could see any of them taking it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Steven Spielberg winning for making the story about his life is a great story. Todd Field winning after studying under Stanley Kubrick is a great story. Ruben Oslin winning after being kind of, you know, not being the one predicted in this category is a great story. The Daniels winning is a great story. And Mark McDonough being a first-time nominee in this category, which is stupid, is a great story. Like, like all, all of it makes sense. So it's it's it can literally be any of them. Martin McDonough's never been nominated for director? This is his first time being nominated as a director, Nick. Did Three Billboards not win Best Picture? No, it didn't. And it wasn't nominated for Best Director. It didn't win Best Picture that year? Shape of Water. I could have sworn it did. Huh, how about it, that? It was Shape of Water versus Three Billboards. Let's get Martin McDonough an Oscar. I mean, he's won for writing, I think. But I, I don't think he's... Wait, has he won? I know he's been nominated a ton. He had he had to have won for three billboards. Hang on. Oh, he has one Oscar for uh, best live action short film. Yes. <laughs> there you go. All right, good for him. Yes. Um. But hey, listen, I'm really happy that he's been nominated for directing. He deserved it. And because I remember there was a conversation when three billboards came out and he wasn't nominated. Of like, wait, so. Because like Three Billboards, same with Banshees, it's like every major performance gets nominated and then one of the number one jobs of a director is to make sure the performances fit and the director wasn't nominated. Like, So I'm glad it happened at least this time. But yeah, this is a solid category. And all right, dude, let's move on to the big one. Let's move on to Best Picture of the Year. Oh boy. Ten nominees. We predicted seven. Well, I predicted seven, right? Which... We knew that, the, that three were going to be up for grabs, and I went crazy with my three picks, and we're not correct, but here's the the best picture nominees. All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar The Way of Water, The Banshees of Inishirin, Elvis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fablemans, Tar, Top Gun Maverick, Triangle of Sadness, and Women Talking. What a category. Well, I think the only one I haven't seen is All Quiet on the Western Front and Women Talking. I need to watch one, two, three. I need to watch Women Talking, Triangle of Sadness, and All Quiet. Ah. What but a time got, to be alive. I got eight of the ten. Nice. Nice, dude. Yeah, no, look, this is a solid list. Uh, I am a bit surprised. Uh, you know, I really thought RRR and Decision to Leave were going to have more of an impact. Um, I know that I kind of did a Hail Mary saying Glass Onion, but I figured maybe it would work. Um, mm-hmm. But look, listen, this is a solid list. It's going to be a hell of a year. Again, I think if there's three movies that you got to watch out for, it's Everything Everywhere, Banshees, and All Quiet. And I think Tar is going to sneak in and get some awards as well. Nick, can I can I just throw something out here? Mm-hmm. How awesome would it be if Top Gun Maverick won Best Picture? <laughs> What's yeah. not going to happen? But how yeah. awesome would that be? Be quite fun. 
<laughs> quite fun indeed. What um what do you think kind of just overall kind of some of the bigger snubs were? Um well I mean snubs um no Daniel um Detweiler for Till for best actress. I heard a ton of great stuff about that performance. Right, I was really surprised too. was really surprised that it was left off the list. Um also there was no um James Cameron for best director on Avatar even though that he gets the last laugh because the film just cost two billion dollars and it's probably going to be the fifth highest grossing movie of all time um you know you also have things like I, I'd consider Paul Dano for the Fableman's a snub um what about Cruz I don't think Cruz is a snub because we knew that that fifth spot was up for grabs That's and fair. I just I just figured they were going to give Top Gun Maverick some special love didn't expect the screenplay category though. That surprises me, but I figured it would be director and maybe Tom Cruise, but they decided to not do that. Um, honestly, I would, I'm surprised she said got zero nominations. Um, I thought that they would throw some love in the best adapted screenplay category. Also, I think Brendan Fraser's nomination for The Whale and The Makeup might be the only two it got, which I know some people would were expecting more. Um, not really me though. The only thing I had it also being nominated for was adapted screenplay, which I got incorrect. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it it is what it is. I was shocked there wasn't a Baz Luhrmann directing for Elvis. Oh yes, I didn't even consider that. Um, You're right. Obviously, I mentioned before the Woman King getting nothing. Yes. Um, another one, Moon Age Daydream, the David Bowie documentary. Yeah, it was not nominated. Was one yeah, for documentary. Yeah. Yeah, that is pretty crazy. Um, I, I'm really upset about no Batman for cinematography. Um, I would be upset about score, but I think it wasn't eligible, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, it's crazy. And I bet India feels really dumb for not nominating or not submitting RRR. So, because they didn't have a film get nominated. <laughs> so, yeah. And then um, the breaks. Yeah, then the breaks. Dude. This is the best time of year. I'm so happy. Thanks for hopping on Zoom and doing this with me. Yeah, of course. I look forward to doing our final picks. Yes, I believe the Oscars are Sunday, March 12th, if I'm not mistaken. So okay. probably probably the week before, we'll do our final predictions. Mm -hmm. And uh, we'll go over the rules of the game again for anybody who wants to play with us. And it's going to be fun. So um, if that's all we have, Thank you guys so much for watching, and we will see you tomorrow.